Chapter Three of Glimpses of Italian Society in the Eighteenth Century by Hester Lynch Piozzi. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mantua, Verona, and Padua. Lodi. The first evening's drive carried us no farther than Lodi, a place renowned throughout all Europe for its excellent cheese, as our well-known ballad bears testimony. Quote, let Lodi or Parmesan bring up the rear. Unquote. This town, however, bringing no other ideas, either new or old, to our minds, we went to the opera and heard Modicelli sing. After which they gave us a new dramatic dance made upon the story of Don John or the Libertine. A tale which, whether true or false, fact or fable, has furnished every Christian country in the world, I believe, with some subject of representation it makes me no sport however the idea of an impenitent sinner going to hell is too seriously terrifying to make amusement out of let mythology which is now growing good for little else be danced upon the stage where mr vestris may bounce and struggle in the character of alcides on his funeral pyre with no very glaring impropriety and such baubles serve beside to keep old classical stories in the heads of our young people, who, if they must have torches to blaze in their eyes, may divert themselves with Pluto catching up Ceres' daughter and driving her away to Tartarus. But let Don John alone. I have at least half a notion that the horrible history is half true. If so, it is surely very gross to represent it by dancing. Should such false foolish taste prevail in England, but I hope it will not, we might perhaps go happily through the whole book of God's Revenge Against Murder or The Annals of Newgate on the stage. Mantua The theatres here are beautiful beyond all telling, and it is a shame not to take the model of the small one and build a place of entertainment on the plan. There cannot surely be any plan more elegant. We had a concert of admirable music at the house of our new acquaintance in the evening, and were introduced by his means to many people of fashion. The ladies were pretty and dressed with much taste, no caps at all but flowers in their heads, and earrings of silver filigree finely worked, long, light and thin. I never saw such before but it would be an exceeding pretty fashion. They hung down quite low upon the neck and shoulders and had a pleasing effect. Verona, April the 10th. How beautiful the entrances of this charming city, how grand the gate, how handsome the drive forward, may all be read here in a printed book called Verona Illustrata. But my felicity in finding the amphitheatre so well preserved can only be found in my own heart, which began sensibly to dilate at seeing the old Roman Colosseum kept so nicely and repaired so well. A bull-feast given here to divert the emperor as he passed through must have excited many pleasing sensations, for the inhabitants sat on seats once occupied by the masters of the world and what is more worth wonder, sat at the feet of a transalpine Caesar, 
for so the sovereign of germany is even now called by his milanese subjects in common discourse and when one looks upon the arms of austria a spread eagle and recollects that when the roman empire was divided the old eagle was split with one face looking towards the east the other towards the west in token of shared possession it affects one and calls up classic imagery to the mind the collection of antiquities belonging to the philharmonic society is very respectable they reminded me of the arundel marbles at oxford and i said so oh replied the man who showed these that collection was very valuable to be sure but the bad air and the smoke of coal fires in england have ruined them long ago i suspected that my gentleman talked by rote and examining the book called verona illustrata found the remark there but this is malafede and a very ridiculous prejudice a verona mezzimati note the people of verona are half out of their wits end note say the italians themselves of them and i see nothing seemingly go forward here but improvisatori reciting stories and verses to entertain the populace boys flying kites cut square like a diamond on the cards and called stelle men amusing themselves at a game called palamayo something like our cricket only that they throw the ball with the hollow stick not with the hand but it requires no small corporal strength and i know not why our english people have such a notion of italian effeminacy games of very strong exertion are in use among them and i have not yet felt one hot day since i left france they showed us an agreeable garden here belonging to some man of fashion whose name i know not it was cut in a rock yet the grotto disappointed me they had not taken such advantages of the situation as nomellina would have done and i recollected the tasteful creations in my own country paynes hill and star head the veronese nobleman showed however the spirit of his country if we let loose the genius of ours the emperor had visited his improvements it seems and on the spot where he kissed the children of the house their father set up a stone to record the honour our attendant related a tender story to me more interesting which happened in this garden of an english gentleman who having hired the house etc one season found his favourite servant ill there and liked to die the poor creature expressed his concern at the intolerant cruelty of that sect which denies christians of any other denomination but their own a place in consecrated ground and lamented his distance from home with an anxious earnestness that hastened his end when the humanity of his master sent him to the landlord who kindly gave permission that he might lie undisturbed under his turf as one places one's lapdog in england and there as our lackey de place observed he did no harm though he was a heretic and the english gentleman wept over his grave our acre pigeons here are strangely inferior to those we left behind at milan 
oil is spurned in the conversation rooms too and it smells very offensively they lament our quote, suffocation in england and black smoke unquote. while what proceeds from these lamps would ruin the finest furniture in the world before five weeks were expired i saw no such use at turin genoa or milan the horses here are not equal to those i have admired on the corso at other great towns but it is pleasing to observe the contrast between the high-bred airy elegant english hunter and the majestic docile well-broken war-horse of lombardy shall we fancy there is gothic and grecian to be found even among the animals or is that not too fanciful before leaving the plains of lombardy i will give my countrywomen one reason for detaining them so long there it cannot be an uninteresting reason to us when we reflect that our first headdresses were made by milanas that a court gown was early known in england by the name of a mantua from manto the daughter of theresius who founded the city so called and that some of the best materials for making these mantuas is still named from the town it is manufactured in a padua soir padua padua la dota afforded me much pleasure from the politeness of the countess ferres born a german of the house of stahlenberg she thought proper to show me a thousand civilities in consequence of a kind letter which we carried her from count vilsack the austrian minister at milan called the literati of the town about us and gave me the pleasure of conversing with the abate cesarotti who translated ossian and the professor statico whose attentions i ought never to forget i was surprised at length to hear kind inquiries after english acquaintance made in my native language by the botanical professor who spoke much of dr johnson and with great regard he had it seems spent much time in our island about thirty years before the debtor's stone in the hall of justice has many entertaining stories annexed to it the bankrupt is obliged to sit there in presence of his creditors and judges in a very disgraceful state and many accounts are told of the various effects such distresses have had on the mind but suicide is a crime rarely committed out of england and the italians look with just horror on our people for being so easily incited to a sin which takes from him that commits it all power and possibility of repentance a frenchman whom i sent for once at bath to dress my hair gave me an excellent tray of his own national character speaking upon that subject when he meant to satirize ours you have lived some years in england friend said i do you like it mais non madame pas parfaitement bien note oh, no truly ma'am not much End note. you have travelled much in italy do you like that better ah dieu ne plaise madame je n'aime guère monsieur les italiens note oh god forbid now i can't endure those italians End note. what do they do to make you hate them so mais c'est que les italiens se tuent l'un l'autre replied the fellow and les anglais se font plaisir de se tuer eux-mêmes pas dit 
je ne me sens rien moins qu'un vrai goût pour ces gentillesses-là. J'aimerais mieux me trouver à Paris, pour rire un peu. Note, why really, the Italians have such a passion for murdering each other, ma'am, and the English such an odd delight in killing themselves, that I, who have acquired no taste for such agreeable amusements, grow somewhat impatient to return to Paris and get a good laugh among my old acquaintance. End note. Besides the civility shown us here by Mr. Bonaldi and his agreeable lady, Signora Annetta, we were recommended by letters from the Venetian resident at Milan to Abate Tualdo, Professor of Astronomy, who wished to do all in his power to oblige and entertain us. His observatory is a good one, but the learned, amiable scholar who resides in the first floor of it complained to us that he was sickly, old and poor. Three bad qualifications, as he observed with the amusement of travellers, who commonly arrive hungry for novelty and thirsty for information. His quadrant was very fine. The planetarium, or orrery, quite out of repair. And his references, of course, were obliged to be made to a sort of map or chart of the heavenly bodies, a solar system at least, with comets, that hung up in his room as a substitute. He had little reverence for the petrifactions of Monte Volca, I perceived, which he considered as mere lucis naturi. He showed me poor Petrarch's tomb from his observatory, bid me look on Sir Isaac's full-length picture in the room, and said, The world would see no more such men. Of our masculine, however, no man could speak with more esteem or expressions of generous friendship. His sitting-chamber was a pleasant one, and I should not have left it so soon but in compassion for his health, which our company was more likely to injure than assist. He asked me if I did not find Padua la Dotta a very stinking, nasty town, but added that literature and dirt had long been intimately acquainted, and that this city was commonly called among the Italians Porcil de Padua. Page with the pigsty. I must not leave the terra firma, as it is called, without mentioning once more some of the animals it produces, among which the asses are so justly renowned for their size and beauty that come o nasino di Padua is proverbial when speaking of strength among the Italians. How should it be otherwise, indeed, when every herb and every shrub breathes fragrance? and where the quantity as well as the quality of their food naturally so increases their milk, that I should think some of them might yield as much as an ordinary cow. This town, as Abbe observed, is old and dirty and melancholy-looking in itself, but Terence told us long ago and truly, quote, that it was not the walls, but the company, made every place delightful, unquote. and these inhabitants, though few in number, are so exceedingly cheerful, so charming, their language is so mellifluous, their manners so soothing, I can scarcely bear to leave them without tears. Verona was the first place I felt reluctance to quit, but the Venetian state certainly possesses uncommon, and to me almost unaccountable, attractions. Be that as it will, 
we leave these sweet paduans tomorrow the coach is disposed of and we are to set out upon our watery journey to their wonderfully situated metropolis or as they call it prettily la bella dominante End of chapter 3